0: Welcome to Reader EM. Chapter 6 is shock. I'm assuming most people who are at similar stages of the training to me know what shock is. Hence the first part of the chapter was easy to read and understand. I think what becomes more important as I prepare for exams is to drill into my head parameters that define shock. Have a look at box 6.2. It lays out the empirical criteria for diagnosis of circulatory shock. Let me just read it out. This is how you diagnose circulatory shock ill appearance or altered mental status, heart rate greater than 100, respiratory rate greater than 22 or PaCO2 less than 32, base deficit less than minus four or lactate greater than four, urine output less than 0.5 mils per kg per hour, arterial hypotension greater than 30 minutes in duration. Let's now artificially make you a shocky doctor just to make the criteria stick into your brain. The number of toilet breaks you take during a 10 hour shift is zero to one. Sounds about right. Say you're 50 kilos. Let's calculate what urine output will meet the criteria for shock. So we have 0.5 mils times 50 times 10 equals 250 mil during a 10 hour shift. Who eats that much during the shift? I don't. Now say you're running a recess or code. Adrenaline is pumping, and you get the heart rate up to 110 and respiratory rate to 25. Then you're so exhausted from your shift that you become confused with a GCS of 14. There you have it. Four criteria met for circulatory shock. You should probably go and have that cup of tea mid-shift. There's one thing I want to point out. Rosen still includes severe sepsis as part of the sepsis definition. The newest sepsis definition from the Surviving Sepsis campaign has eliminated the term severe sepsis. Now it's just sepsis or septic shock. There's a good article on Life of the Fast Lane regarding this update. Check it out. Box six point four is a list of variables indicating tissue hypoperfusion. A list worth knowing. Box six point five is Clinical Management Guidelines for Three Common Causes of Shock, is a bullet point short guide to managing hemorrhagic, cardiogenic, and septic shock. Who knows what quantitative resuscitation is? It is synonymous to gold-directed therapy, gold-oriented resuscitation, or hemodynamic optimization. So many names. When a patient is shocked, we want to unshock them. In essence, we want to restore systemic perfusion and therefore need to resuscitate patients with this goal in mind. So what endpoint do we use? Yep, we use lactate. We can use lactate clearance as an endpoint of resuscitation. You take your initial lactate level, subtract it by a subsequent lactate level, divide that by the initial lactate level, and then multiply it by hundred. There is an equation under the section quantitative resuscitation. You want to see a lactate clearance of 10-20% to two hours after starting resuscitation. The section on pharmacology might be of interest. It goes through volume replacement, vasopressors, anotropes, antimicrobial therapy, and corticosteroid use in shock states. Read this in conjunction with the Surviving Sepsis Campaign Guidelines. That's it for Chapter 6. Thanks for tuning in.